0: My mentor, she would ask or explain something. Explain how flow cytometry works. Explain how you know something would break you know, into some like antigens. While you're know, just going on and on, I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> and I'd sit there like, "Yeah, like how does this work though?" And da, 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 which is so different from what I experience, you know, on a day to day at school. Don't get me wrong; I love my major and I love learning about like what I'm learning about, but it can get really tiresome. And when you get really tired and really stressed and like pressed, then like you want to cut corners, you just want to get things done and that's it. But having the liberty to just be, you know, not worried about how great I was doing because of you know, a grade or, you know, how many points I was getting or is that going to push my GPA up or down? No, it was just liberty to learn.
1: For today's episode of Playground, I have with me Larissa. Larissa is a rising senior at Emory University. She is a biology major from Seattle, Washington, and she is a first-gen student who is Afro-Latina. Hello, that is me. Larissa, <laughs> how are you today?
0: I'm doing okay. It's been a short day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, yeah, for me, it's been, it's almost midday for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> same, same, same how
1: what what have you been doing or like during the pandemic and like being at home
0: i love being at home i feel like that is i don't know not the popular opinion um but since school is over you know finals are over all that is just out of the way i feel so like ah this is my space of where i can just be free i love being home being around my family messing with my brothers and Annoying my mom. <laughs> um, it's been really good to be home, but I've just been—I don't know—self-indulging in terms of like Netflix and food, home-cooked meals, but um, also you know music and just getting quality time, even though it doesn't feel very productive.
1: That's good to hear. We mm-hmm. will dive into those things you just said.
0: <gasps> <Ooh>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so to start it off, where is home for you, and where did you grow up?
0: All right, so I am from Seattle, Washington, more specifically Federal Way, just south of Seattle. Um, I was born in Federal Way. I would say I grew up in Federal Way. (laughs) I've been here, and I plan on staying here too. Uh, But I also spent some time growing up in the South Seattle area, so um, we used to live in a lot of apartment complexes. Uh, in Seattle, and then moved out to a more suburbs area here, better Way. And yeah, so you're up here. What was the other part of the question?
1: Oh, where is home for you?
0: Yeah, this is home. <laughs> home forever and ever. <laughs> I love how, Seattle. So how funny. do
1: you why, why do you love Seattle?
0: Because it's it's just so good. It's it's it's. The not too hot but also you get the rainies and the dewies, and nature is like such a priority here people love dogs mm-hmm. you're by the water but you also got the mountains and if you cross over the mountains and you got the sandy hot wet flat areas wow. you got a lot of everything here and you know? yes it's like there are parts of it that suck there's parts of it, parts of any place that suck but I might be biased but I don't care <laughs>
1: What did or do your parents do for a living?
0: Oh, right. Here. So, my mom, she has done a lot.' Mm-hmm. still currently doing a lot. Um, she has done custodial work, she has done you know, front desk work, it's very managerial. Like, she was technically a front desk person at one point, but she did like a lot for the company. Mm. Um, she has worked at the Honduran Embassy. She uh, is currently interpreting and is looking to work at Alaska Airlines now. So wow. she's moved around a lot. My stepdad, he's doing construction. He's only been in the U.S. for I think six-ish years. So, um, and he's been doing construction this whole time.
1: Where did
0: um, he come from? He so so. <laughs> um, my mom and my stepdad they met. They were childhood friends. In
1: uh-huh.
0: Yeah. And then... Um,
1: in Honduras?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in Honduras. And um, and he ended up moving away to Costa Rica. My mom ended up living her life, moved to the U.S., um, and they reconnected over Facebook. And was like, hey, yo, what's up? How you doing? How you doing? And then here we are. Uh, they just recently had their sixty-six year. And wow, was fast six year anniversary. Um and yeah so in Costa Rica though my stepdad he I don't know exactly what he did, but um he I know he did stuff with like posters and paper and like I don't know what that was about, but when he came to the US he did construction.
1: That's a very cute story. That made my heart jump a little <laughs> I'm happy for your mom and your stepdad.
0: <laughs> romance, romance.
1: What were you curious about as a child?
0: Ugh, this is a hard question Um, because I feel like I have a lot of gaps in what I think my childhood was. Because parts of me wants to say like, oh, I loved to like pick things apart and like figure out how things worked, Um, and if I broke something, try to figure out some way to fix it without throwing it away. So you know, I used to do beading, organizing little beads, making little necklaces, little creative, crafty things. I would paint and stuff um but at the same time at the same time a lot of the, my time was given to messing with my brothers and playing outside or like playing video games and stuff so i have a hard time thinking about like what was i curious about that's a hard question <laughs> cuz i don't know what my younger mind I, mean, I don't remember what my younger mind thought about you know and wanted to know about but i do know what i spent my time ta- like what i yeah what i did to spend my time really. mm-hmm. but My thoughts. That's a that's a hard question. That's a really hard question to dive into. I guess another piece of it would be that I used to ask like, how do things work, and why is this this way? How does it do that? You know, I look. You know that one. Um, what is it? I think it's like Discovery Channel or something. Like that, how it's made thing. They have like that whole like factory thing.
1: I I know what you're talking about.
0: (laughs) I loved watching that. I thought it was so cool and. And yeah, I know what like the following question's going to be because I saw the questions before, but you know, that, that has like, I've been thinking about how it connects to like who I am now and what I'm interested in now. Sorry to like be to the <laughs>
1: question. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I didn't really notice this before, was it before you like asked me it, but I am a bio major, right? I love to know about how life works, how creation works, how how nature works, you know, how does a body work? How does, how, what is, what is life? I mean, it's so cool to like learn about the processes and how things work. And, um, and I don't know, I didn't know that about myself, <laughs> but, um, obviously I had to being in this major, but I love knowing those kinds of things, you know, and try to figure those things out and like, why doesn't this work? How do we fix that? You know, and um, that is what science is. <laughs> you know, asking a question, why is this this way? You know, why, why, just why? <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, why and how? And if you don't know the answer, then you take the time to go ahead and figure it out. I think that's so cool and something that I want to ask myself every day, you know, in the future.
1: What do you want to do with your life? Like, what's your ideal future?
0: Career wise, I would say I want to be in some lab. I want to be, I don't know exactly what kind of lab it. Obviously, generally biomedical, but that's like a really big term. Um, but I want to be in a lab, you know, working to answer those questions, being at the bench, hands-on. That's what I imagine myself as. And which in terms of like what is that title? Was that job title? That's probably like a research tech. That sounds sounds pretty good to me, but um, I don't know. I've been tossing between like what you know, if I want to do PhD or if I just want to stay with bachelor's, or I want to do master's and things like that. Like, you know, what requires uh, what's required of like where I want to be, but I want to be hands on, which means like bachelor's or master's. But I'm also like, why don't I just go for it? You know, I'm here, I made right this far first gen, woohoo! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why well, don't just go for go for PhD? But also, like, is that what I want though? Um But yeah, I imagine myself in a lab, you know, chilling with my lab team, (laughs) (laughs) go out on birthday outings with my lab crew. And then, um, you know, with the family, probably here in Seattle, actually, we have a lot of opportunities here with like Fred Hutch, Seattle Children's Research,
1: UW. Are you in a lab right now? (laughs) Or I
0: have,
1: <laughs> or so like you were in a lab like at emory and like over the summer and everything
0: Mm-mm. i was never in a lab at emory always wanted to be but i overcommitted myself so mm. that was not smart um i'm in a lot of performance groups so it takes it's really hard to choose to commit to something else but so i would love to be in a research lab at emory but i'm not uh mm. but i did do i interned at fred hutch oh, i love fred hutch uh, I interned there over summer of 2019 which is what I said earlier was like the best summer that I've had ever. It was so cool. <laughs> I, I was able to be curious. I was able to do all these things. I also had a fun time but yeah I did lab stuff over the summer last year and was planning to do lab stuff over the summer this year but that got canceled.
1: What did it feel like doing the lab stuff over the summer last year? Like how what? How was how would you describe yourself? I mean, like were you excited and full of passion? How would you like put that feeling into words?
0: I came into it really like wondering, you know, with questions and like, you know, is this what I want to do? And I, I mean I get excited about it, but is this you know feasible for me? And what I've told so many people is that after going through that internship and you know, going through that experience, I was like, wow, everything has been like affirmed it was so cool to get down and dirty and like, you know, use my hands and like step into that experience and see what it would be like. And every day I was, although I had to wake up super early for a two hour commute, you know, I am not a morning person, <laughs> but like if, it, if that says anything, it's like, I was excited to get up in the morning and go. And it was so good. I, I, I suck with words, but, um, I was, you know, excited. I was excited. I was curious. I was always asking questions, you know, when my, when I guess our, my mentor, she would ask or explain something, explain how flow cytometry works, explain how, you know, something would, break you know, into some like antigens while, blah, 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 you know, just going on and on. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd sit there like, yeah, like, how does this work though? And da, 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 da which is so different from, What I experience, you know, on a day to day at school. Don't get me wrong, I love my major and I love learning about like what I'm learning about. But it can get really tiresome. And when you get really tired and really stressed and like pressed, then like you want to cut corners. You just want to get things done and that's it. But having the liberty to just be, you know, not worried about how great I was doing because of a grade or you know how many points I was getting or is that gonna push my gpa up or down no it was just liberty to learn liberty to be curious and just liberty to just be in, in that space and that was so refreshing it was so good it was so so good i can't even explain
1: would it be fair to say you felt like a little kid and like you were like playing and everything and you felt like like your inner child was like alive
0: yeah, I would definitely say that. I would definitely say like I had the the curiosity being a kid again, you know, mm-hmm. like hmm, how does this work? Mm, how does <laughs> it work? Oh my gosh, it's full circle.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good thing. I want to dive in more for the overcommitment. So performances. Why are you so interested in dancing? Because I know I've seen you like in so many different performances too, and like wow, you could sing, <laughs> you could dance like what what like cultivated that creative side for you? Cause you had this very scientific curiosity side, analytical side of you. And you also had this very expressive creative side. So like, how did you foster both of them and like able to balance both of them very well?
0: So it all started with singing.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: didn't really know that I was a good dancer until like middle schoolish, high schoolish. but it all started with singing. Um, my grandma, she loves to sing. She loved music, always played music, always sang music all the time. Um, and I think, you know, I paid attention to that and, you know, given, you know, this, the, the, the voice that I, that was given to me, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I, it's fun time, but uh, you know, that just kind of, it was inevitable, you know, it sprouted and my mom was like, "Hmm, you've got a little voice on me, don't you? And so she was like my little cheerleader and like, you know, tried to keep me going and like you know, get, wanted to make sure I had to take classes if I wanted to. You know, I took piano for like a week or two and I we couldn't go because of the commute. But like, tried to really try to keep me involved in music in some ways because she knew that I had that skill and that she wanted to make sure that I experienced that. You know, and like stepped into that. So I've been singing for a long time since I don't even know when because my mom was always like, "You were little." I'm like, okay, what does that mean though? <laughs> but. It wasn't until, like, high school. I mean, middle school, dancing was just fun for funsies. But high school, I took this, like, dance and gymnastics course. And I was like, hmm, this is actually really fun. (laughs) And I really like this. And then I just – I didn't really step into dance until college. Mm -hmm. So um, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go for it. I've always wanted to do this, but I never had enough money to be part of the dance team. And, like, you know, I was never – really part of that, that you know group of people anyways and like I was like let's just go for it this is like the one time I'll be able to do this anyways <laughs> I mean it feels like that so I went for it at Emory but I also wanted to make sure that I kept singing you know I did choir in high school um, and I wanted to keep that going so I love it I wouldn't say I really understood what music means to me like entirely mm-hmm. um, I give it kids a, it's all. It's definitely a process. You know, I learn more and I learn more, you know, about like what music is to me, but being part of all these performance groups uh, is a lot, but it just is so, I don't know how to explain it. It's so, it like hits here. I don't know what, how to explain that, but it hits. It it's, hits the yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it like, you know, if there's something, you know, I don't know, it satisfies the ache if there's any ache, it satisfies it and makes it, you know, warm again, if that makes sense. And it just, ah, it's so hard to put into words because it, you know, music and dance music. Yeah. There's words in it, but (laughs) (laughs) dance is like (laughs) a lot less, you know, expressive in terms of words. It's, it's, it's expressive in terms of movement, how you feel. Uh, And there's just something so satisfying when you like, I don't know how to explain it. It's really hard to explain. (laughs) Do
1: you say that the way you feel when you dance or when you sing is very similar or like the same feeling you feel in the lab when you do work like with biology or like when you're doing laboratory work, is that feeling the same? Are you like touching upon the same part of the heart when you do these different activities?
0: I would say it's different, actually. Mm -hmm. And there are ways in each, you know, thing that they can touch the same parts, right? <laughs> That's so big, but okay, this is what I'm thinking. So in one way, music and dance, that has been more so like the heart and with science and labs and stuff, I get satisfaction from the brain, like I don't just like curiosity and like intellect, but there are ways in which those two things can connect with one another, you know? dance and music <clears throat> can be really analytical sometimes you know especially reading music oh my gosh <laughs> um it's it's math and like thinking how happens where like you know understanding you can really get intellectual with music and with dance you know why is it that when i flex this muscle looks this way you, know, you can get really analytical about it um and same thing with science and bio and being in a lab and stuff like you can think about go on and Press on, like you know, pull the heart strings and see, like you know, how does this work? Impact people? How does this work? You impact the world? How does this, how does this work? Why is this work important? Which is really important, you know. That's why I ended up minoring in um, predictive health to get that aspect, to get the heart aspect of uh, what science is. Because sometimes you don't get that in bio classes. Um, and with a you know public health minor, you know, as predictive health, you know, I'm able to Connect and build that bridge between the heart and the mind, and I'm so grateful for that. And I'm so grateful that I changed my minor. It was Spanish, which I'm really sad about that I let go of, but I don't regret it. There is there is a bridge there, and I, that's probably my most favorite instances in my entire career. It is just, just learning and life in general is moments where you can bridge those two things, you know, heart and mind. Because then you just get like I don't even know how to, just the most unique experience, right? They're different, but they can be connected.
1: Basically, to summarize. <laughs> wow, that was, I that was a great metaphor, and I could, I could personally apply to my own life and like see how what tugs my heart and what like tugs my intellectual curiosity. How they how those two connect with that bridge. Wow, <laughs> I, I'm at a loss of words here too. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to explore more because I know, I wanted to see, I wanted to understand more of like your siblings, you and your siblings, so the relationship between dad. So how many siblings do you have? And like explain that and like growing up with them and how, the, how your childhood was living with siblings.
0: Okay. Well, how many siblings question is, don't know, but it's a weighted question. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that I have four brothers, right? It gets complicated because my dad. And- yeah. We don't gotta go into that. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I have more, but I have four siblings on this earth with me. Um, I have two older brothers, two younger brothers, uh, and growing up, <laughs> we were <laughs> we're very close in age. So um, my two older brothers are both twenty three, turning wow, turning twenty four in July. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> uh, then there's me, uh, and then my Musa who's just below me he is 19 and then the one b- below he just turned he's oh, he's turning he's turning 16 tomorrow um, <laughs> which is so weird he's the baby but ah oh, oh my heart is just like oh i love them uh growing up was like cuz since we're close in age we get along well but we also fight like hecka <laughs> like we got through some. we would we would argue and wrestle and you know mess with each other, and they get really upset about it, but we would also get along really well, you know uh luckily I was part of the age of children that played outside. I don't know if that's a thing anymore, but um we uh we used to play outside a lot like a lot a lot a lot, and it's just you know with neighbors or like when we lived in apartments with the other kids in the other complexes um Oh, playing outside that that's where like the ooh, the good stuff happened. <laughs> but you know I am the only girl and the middle child I mean I would definitely say that because I'm the only girl I get spelled to like a, a degree you know I, I get some privileges they were there but also I don't other in other cases I I don't get the same freedoms that they do because they're boys you know sometimes my parents don't freak, don't freak out as much for them when they go out but when I do big deep which it is, but it's kind of annoying. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but I would say there are parts of me that are what society considers the girliest of girls. But then other parts of me were like, you know, I got down and dirty with my my brothers and we wrestled all together. You know, we... Played outside all the We played balls all together. You know, they got Hot Wheels. I thought Hot Wheels were the coolest thing in entire world. Oh my gosh, they were so cool. <laughs> there was a point where I transitioned from like dolls and stuff to like all of my the, my brother's toys, like all the video games and the Nerf guns, like all that. So I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. You know, so I got both sides because my mom loved having a little girl that she could like princess up, and but at the same time, you know, I had you know two older brothers, two younger brothers. It was just like. Ah! all these different things happening but um
1: yeah I loved growing up with them how do you think like being like growing up with boys has like has that had an influence or like has that impacted any part of your life right now Uh, like like do you think that there's any influence from like growing up with siblings or boys and like playing rough with them and like playing with rough guns but also like being a princess for your mom like how do you see that right now as as a college student or like and like yeah right now I think it's
0: it has influenced my definition of what is for a girl and what is for a boy, what is for you know you these polarized genders you know because I'm like well I did boy stuff when I was a little kid but also I <laughs> did really girls so I'm like <laughs> like why does society push these lines so much you know if you're having a baby girl then you put them at pink. What if I don't like pink? <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's definitely influenced how I view what is, a, what is a female. I think also in that, like, my mom, she was a single mom for a while. And so, like, what is, what is a woman? What is a mom? What is a female? What does that mean? And, like, I think with the life that I've been given, I, those boundaries have been pushed um, in terms of what society says it is and uh, compared to what I've experienced you know my mom was my mom and my dad you know my mom was disciplinary but also the biggest heart ever in the ways that I've grown up it's it's informed me
1: <laughs> that, was a I'm for you. You. that came straight from the heart yeah that was good yeah. beautiful hmm. next question I have is is a little difficult but it's also kind of hypothetical as well so if you could go back in time and meet younger Larissa, what would younger Larissa, what advice would she give you to current Larissa right now?
0: You know, I was thinking, oh, this question that was actually very fitting to like what my mindset is right now uh, or what what I've been struggling with. Like, since going to college, I have learned about, I feel like I've lost my, the a naive part of my mind and that like the world is good. The world is amazing. People are cool. But, like, going to college and, like, you know, I have seen much more the sad and terrible things in life, you know, the injustices in life and, like, the things that make people so angry. And I feel like I've gotten consumed by it. I think I've, no, I can't say it's over. I would definitely say I'm much more consumed by it than I was before. You know, I notice white superiority a lot more. I notice all these different injustices here and there. And I, it like, I'm a lot more like defensive and a lot more careful in terms of when I interact with people or when I hear a message from some people or, you know, um, there's a wall there now, I think, with like learning about how this world works. I have built a wall a little bit. It scares me and I don't want to have, you know, anger, frustration towards people. You know, I never had that before even though people don't mean to be that way or they don't mean to, you know, be negative or be, you know, uninformed about who you are, but I've noticed it. And that that is something that I wish I didn't have anymore sometimes. You know, sometimes I wish I didn't see the bad in people and I switch back to seeing the good first. And I think that's what I used to do and that is the advice that little me would want to give me. Don't see you know, what this world puts on this identity. Don't see, it, uh, what I'm specifically talking about is white people. <laughs> <laughs> I am from a predominantly yeah, yeah. white, you know, <laughs> place. And I'm like, yo, I don't want to feel defensive towards you just because of your skin color. Even though it's happening the other way around, especially with like recent hashtags, you know, Ahmad and um, Brianna Taylor and like, uh it just presses on those buttons of me wanting to constantly be on the defensive and be like, I'm scared of you, and I shall watch out for what you have to say. Things were a lot more fruitful when I was younger when I didn't really have that, you know, offensive, defensive mentality, and that was just like, you are a person, and no matter who you are, you know, it's not like, because of this, you deserve to act this. No, 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 I don't. Like, you are a person. What is your name? Who are you? And not... Well, you look like this and because you look like this, you actually have to act this way. And so because of this, but because you're not this and ah, I
1: don't know. I want to be naive in that way. What do you think is the first step for humanity or like even you to look back to that childhood innocence, that childhood na- naivety and bring that, <laughs> and bring that back to the current selves right now. So what would that first step is, what would that first step look like?
0: See, I think what it is is having an open mind. It is being willing to listen, being willing to hear people's perspectives, being willing to change your mind. And like not being so heavy headed. I don't even know if that's an actual term. <laughs> but you know, so like this is this is what it is and Adamant. Yeah, adamant that's a good word, see. <laughs> About what you think is right. And because everybody thinks different things are right, but like having an open mind and being able to willing or being willing to listen to what other people have to say despite not agreeing with them, that is something that I wish more people had this world had, you know, just openness. Because, you know, a kid will be told something and they will believe it. Like my mom used to say all this random stuff, like, like what's something that she would say? Like if you, you know, watermelon seeds, if you eat a watermelon seed, then you know, watermelon's Mm -hmm. gonna grow inside your stomach. And then, you know, there's someone like me who believes it for years and years until you find out that it's actually not true. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, kids believe everything that they're getting told, right? Um, But now that we're older, I think there's a, you should keep that a little bit right but also with a smart filter in that like I believe that what you are saying you believe is true and that is something that is a mentality that we need to you know foster more and it's not like this is the truth and and stand your ground yes it's important to stand your ground and things that you believe are right but it's also important to know what you know people who disagree with you knowing what they have to say and Then you can go into the analytics and understand, you know, is that valid? I'm all about evidence and stuff, but
1: open-mindedness. So right now, during the pandemic, during COVID-19, how has you like your childhood experiences, if they have at all, influenced what you're doing now? Have you done? Have you gotten back to like singing or like playing the guitar or playing the piano stuff you did back as a child? Like I'm assuming you now in a household with your siblings again. And it's, it hasn't been like that since a while. So like, how is, how's that coming back together? Like, how's that? I
0: would definitely say it feels like old times.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's because this year has been like a rough year. Um, putting COVID aside, putting all that aside, it's been a rough year. <laughs> it feels good to go back to, you know, what it was like. obviously pieces are different you know my brother is my youngest brother is 15 turning 16 so he's a moody teenager at this point so it's not the same as messing with you know a five-year-old but (laughs) um you know I feel like I'm free to jump into what home felt like and what home is you know I'm liberated to be like the silliest person that I possibly can be Sometimes my stepdad just wants to blast that music. I'm like, yeah, we're all like dancing and like having a good time, right? Just cause, just cause, because, <laughs> just cause to have fun, you know, and the amount of healing that all of this, like spending time with my family and spending time um, with my pets and, you know, being home and like experiencing beautiful Seattle weather, all of that has been so healing, healing to like every terrible thing that has happened in this past year. Everything that you know makes me get angry at this world. You know that being home and you know feeling like a, a kid again, really, it has. There's a healing factor to it. You know, being able to cuddle with my mom while we watch 90 Day Fiance. You know, there's 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 something. It seems so insignificant in this world. Like, no, you were supposed to be successful and make all this money and be all this to, 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 Yes, it's important to do all that stuff, but you know we can't push away the value in just annoying your mom <laughs> like there is value there and people don't really talk about that as much but there's like a emotional even spiritual value in that and yeah basically family is important
1: <laughs> okay yeah I agree with you 100% like 100 fold wow <laughs> I feel like I'm saying wow after every single one of you <laughs> um so the the last question I have and if we have more follow-up questions I could I'll ask them but what is your favorite childhood movie or favorite childhood book and why
0: so what's funny is when I read the questions that you sent to me I saw that question I felt like that was the hardest one (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a favorite one okay I don't really I'm not much of a reader even though I should be, I read textbooks and that's it <laughs> because of school. That's it. Yeah. But I love me some animated Disney slash Pixar. Even though it's not one movie, <laughs> because it's really hard <laughs> to pinpoint it to one. But oh, there's just some good stuff in that in Disney animated anything. But if I had to like pick one one, mm-hmm. which I can't, if I had to pick one that like gets me like hits mm-hmm. me with like nostalgia it's probably finding Nemo.
1: a lot um, of us are finding Nemo.
0: <laughs> really <Yeah. laughs> this is ah it's so beautiful with like the imagery and like you know going back home and like you know acceptance of someone who's crazy looking crazy seeming you know but giving them love anyways you know just the beautiful oh the imagery ah. Oh the sea is so beautiful <laughs> and it's really sad it's like a really sad intro Someone be like oh that's so dramatic very came to watch mm-hmm. no there's some qualities that's real life okay um, and i love finding nemo just like if i think back to think back to like the the music that you would play mm-hmm. and like it's ominous in a way but also very like open oh soothing and I just ah that's some good stuff that's some good stuff right there um but then I also was having a hard time choosing Finding Nemo because Lion King's up there too because that (laughs) music though. you know the part when like Simba is (laughs) this <laughs> <laughs> is so relevant. <laughs> Simba is like running back to the Pride Lands. And yeah. And you're just like, yeah. <laughs> it's just the music is so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Whether I like, but why? why, why, why do I like those things so much? I have no idea. <laughs> um.
1: It still sort of has the way on pulling on those strings. Yeah. Like, emotional strings.
0: Ah, I just, ugh, make you cry, they make you laugh. Um, but I think they also have really important messages in them. Okay, mm-hmm. some of the older ones, maybe some problematic messages, but <laughs> um, there's something so encouraging about like following your passion, following your dream, following, like, you know. Having a drive to go get what you what you want, and like I think that's like it's such a common theme in Pixar slash Disney movies, you know. Um, but also, there's the music too. So music's pretty great. <laughs> yeah.
1: Thank you, Laura. So this was wow. Like we dived into so many different things in this. In this to be right here and I hope our listeners loved it as much as I did really so if you love this episode and if if you want to listen to more you could always follow us on Spotify and rate and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and please let us know what you think of this episode well thank you Larissa for having for being here and yeah see you guys next time yeah